Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you better get a pen. Daniel, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you know what edging is? Yes. You do? No. I think I do, but I don't. Do you Wait, want me I to might. tell, or do you want to? Do you want to say Marine? You know? Or do you want to say Marine Corps? Yeah. Do you want to possibly say Marine Corps, or do you want me to tell you? Uh, is it where... I love that show. Is it where someone doesn't... I like when we do this. This has happened... I don't know if people know. This is <laughs> since day one. This sort of like... We're dance talk. Like dance the, the, talk. Co- the conversation is a dance. Yeah. Friday watch crew moment. Okay. Is it where someone is like about to orgasm and they're like held off constantly? One hundred percent right. They brought to the edge and then that's it. Yes. Is and it's that, also it's also why is that good? The forbid like you can't grab the fruit sort of feeling. It's you're so close and you you can't. Mm. Uh, okay. And then it's the release on the other side. But is, is it good? Even is more it gratifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know, how do we know that? Well, I think the people who edge would go, whoa, that was way more intense than I got to try it. Zero to 60. I got to try it. I got to really sit down with my wife and outline some well, things for men, we got to start trying. It can really help control. I need that. <laughs> I need that because I'll tell you what, you get me in the in the room, yeah, out of control. In the room where it happens? In Hamilton the room style? where we do it? I'm yeah. out of control. <laughs> Why isn't there a Hamilton spoof just called In the Room Where It Happens? A it's Hamilton probably spoof? called what? Cumbleton? Well, no, I know it could be way better, but like what, the Hamilton porn spoof. I, I never saw Hamilton. No. Yes. <laughs> well, you're, yes. Really, you're really, edging, yes, you're really edging yourself on That's that. That's why. I was like, you know, because then when, when I finally see do it, see it, yeah. I'm going to be like, ah, Alexander! Well, <laughs> also, people who listen to our Patreon will know that we, we edged a, a room. 
But who knows how we finished? Oh yeah, we did. Who edge knows how we finished? A room edge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. H if you want okay. the full escape room, my first. Yeah. You're. Wait, ninth. are you teasing a Patreon? I mean, I don't want to give it all this. away here. But when is it? When is what? Well, it made Where me think of it. Fall? It made me think of it. But if we start talking about it here, we won't even get to a letter. Do you think you know this what I'm is, is this is this this coming Monday that you're talking about? I don't no. know. Is it a future Monday? It's a past Monday. It's already, already happened. happened. So that's even better, right? Ugh, I love when we don't know. It's so also fun. it's good. You, you love I, us all. Even the time. though I know it's like Lissa's job to know, I'm always still surprised that you'd even know. Me too. Like it Big seems time. like it seems like no one should really like it's so chaotic. Well, that's how does anyone really know? When is what? But saved I know us. it's your job to know. <laughs> when is what saved us? Subject to change saved us. Yeah. We're juries out on hashtag G- juries out. GTS? Why have we never said that? What's that? Grow the show. Grow the show. GTS, dude. GTS. That's our My boy My daughter band. made these other ones. Ooh. She's what also, is, she's got a competing she, business. Has she commented <laughs> on the Pen Pals one yet? Has uh, she noticed? Pal Strong? Yeah. Oh, she loves it. Rory, at the live show, somebody in the q and didn't, we didn't get to this question. They asked, they were like, are Rory's uh, bracelets t- for the Taylor Swift Eras tour? Yeah, they are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Homemade. Yeah. Our own. Yeah, they are. But you get them in the parking lot. Did I tell the story of uh, Elliot making a bracelet for the movie? No. I don't know when this movie will come out. I'm in a movie called You're Cordially Invited, written and directed by Nick Stoller, starring Will Ferrell and Reese Witherspoon. Not just cordially invited? You're cordially invited. You are? You are cordially invited. But what? You're. You're cordially invited. You ever wonder stuff that was a big debate? No. Like, no, no. I've never wondered. You don't wondered think if it was you and debate. me who wrote the movie, we wouldn't have debated dropping the "your." We wouldn't even have debated it. Oh, like, I don't know. I'm not saying I dislike it, but I feel like it was. Well, a I like, think most invitations say invited. I think most invitations say, say you're cordially invited, don't they? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, think that's course. why. I think that's why. So we probably would have left it in based on that. I and think Lisa we would have landed there. Like, yeah, she's. Like, I think we would have landed there, but I, I bet. Well, I just I know me, so I definitely would have been like, "Do we drop the yard? Okay, sorry. During my fitting, I had this bracelet on, which my daughter made me, and I was asked, uh, "Did your daughter make that bracelet?" I said yes, and they were like, "Would she make six identical ones that say Jenny for Will's character to wear in regards to his daughter?" And so they paid Elliot to make six identical bracelets like this. Not like Nepo, this, not baby. like this, but like, you know, Nepo. a kid. A kid's, that's what I said. I go, well, because I'm in the industry, so you get to do it. Yeah. Um, and so she made bracelets similar to, you know, like a little kid would make for, you know, their mom or dad uh, or whoever in their family or even themselves. And Will wears it during the movie and it's featured in the movie. You know what? It's like a part of the movie. Can I So she has that in her life. Isn't that this crazy? This is so amazing. Her first gig. Her first gig. <laughs> her first gig. Did she get like industry minimum for? She got $500,000. <laughs> That's the rate. That's, that's the just rate. the standard. That, that's why rate. all three of us have chosen poorly. Like, why did we not get into bracelet making? Right. <laughs> we are now. Because honestly, you just make one bracelet and sell that. I mean, five hundred thousand dollars is crazy. Um, we're rich. We're fucking rich. Can I? Can I pause it? An camera. Idea? Ca- no, put the camera here. Okay. We're fucking rich. No, leave it there. Can I pause it? An idea. Yes. Deposit, deposit an idea. I don't know that we'll ever do the jacket. But like how you said that. Look like how you hit that T. But jacket. The, the guy who got us 
Jerry? Jerry O'Carey. Maybe Elliot makes him a bracelet. Oh, shit. Wait. Can the guy who got us... We don't even Jerry know. O'Con- no, he listens to the show. Whoever you are out there, and like I said, and we, we will, will find do a way to verify. Do not Jer- lie. Jerry will verify. Also, it's no fun to lie. But if you are Ponters, the person... Ponters. Do we know if it's a guy? Ponters? No, no. The, that told Jerry okay? Yeah, Jerry yes. talked it was about a guy. what a, guy. a slamming body Oh, has. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's if you're the you. guy at the gym... We need to see, uh, we need you to verify. We're going to have Jerry check it, but also send us that gym membership picture to verify. Oh, I want that too. Um, and your social. And also, that's going to be our merch and your social and your favorite credit cards. Uh, our, our, our new merch is a t shirt of his gym photo that says best fan. Yeah, best and, fan got yeah. us Jerry. <laughs> so we also will need a waiver for your to license your likeness. Yeah, we're we're gonna send you a ten page document. Right. it'll be trust me. It's we all got fine. a guy; he'll handle it. Um, should we uh, get to some uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. letters right after these messages? Uh-huh. We'll be right back, folks. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Beep, 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 boop, 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 I never let it go. This one? Yeah. No, no. No. This one? Wait. Who's reading it? No, Me this isn't it. This one? There's so many letters. This one or this one? Yeller. Yeller. Me or you? No, no. Now you got to shoot that letter. Okay. Me? This isn't it either. This one? Yes. I had me it the first you? time. <laughs> me. This is good content. <laughs> That's a whole other open to a show. All right, ready? Go for it. Okay. 
Dear Daniel, Rory, Lissa. Wrong. Now, if that doesn't tell you someone deliberately thought about the order. I don't mind being... Uh, the best part of a sandwich, and Lissa will tell you this, it's not the bread. And uh, right there, Lissa, I'm not the Lissa bread. Lissa will tell you that. <laughs> I'm not the bread in this situation. You two are. And it's because you're not as fun as the meat, which is me. <laughs> you know what? I, if I were you, my argument would be it's not a sandwich without me in the, the, the Otherwise, what are you just eating, bread? You know, I can't believe it. this. Uh, just glancing. This mentions my hometown, and I'm not first. Now that should tell you. Like, if someone said, Dear Rory and Daniel, I was recently in Rochelle, Illinois. Wouldn't you be like, what? Yeah. I got to support you on that. Continue. Okay. I already void this episode. Okay. And that includes the next letter, which could be very well have my name first. You want to look? It's not going to. <laughs> and, I, and I guessed. Fuck this show! That's confidence. Fuck this podcast! Believe that you come first, unless you're edging. Daniel, Rory, Lissa. That is so natural how I found that, and I'll never get credit for it. I write you from a coffee shop outside Greenville, South Carolina. My hometown. I've been duped into running sound for a wedding. In my previous career, I was a touring musician, so friends assume, correctly, that I'm proficient at running a front-of-house system. My mistake? I failed to lock down the hours. Happy to lend a hand to a friend's family, less happy to know I'm DJing, MCing, and that the wedding party's after party starts at 11 p.m. I'm sure it will be fine, but alas, I write to you homesick, a less than 24-hour trip, and I miss home. Lame. The, the pen pal wrote that. But I'm very well versed in homesickness. Like I said... I toured for a living for five years, van and trailer for four out of the five years with many of my best friends in the world. I hope that means he biked that fifth year. We graduated <laughs> to a bus. Oh, damn. Just in time for me to get a tour or two in before transitioning careers to be a summer camp director. Interesting. Write that letter. After a, after a summer 2022 Pen Pals episode where Rory spoke about his wedding just outside of Asheville, I did some digging. Rory, I live no more than 50 stone throws from where you got married. How did he measure that? Well, we could stone throws. My wife and I got married at the farm next to y'all's wedding field. At its best, I love my job. I get to facilitate a challenging, adventurous, meaningful, and fun experience for campers and their college staff. My favorite part helping campers, staff, and apparently myself work with slash through homesickness. Real non-dualism work. I bet you each have participated in the tough, wonderful, beautifully painful work of homesickness. I, and I bet all the other beautiful pennies and pallers, would love to hear about it. Rory, when you're here in Asheville in July, swing by Lake Eden. As you know, it's a sight to see, especially in the summer. Included is the test rock I used to calculate distance, a small river rock from one of the world's <laughs> oldest valleys, the Swanona River I love Valley. I asked that. Much love and gratitude. Petroni. Wow. Daniel. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's. I will admit. That's why. Well, yeah. Uh, that's just his reason for knowing why I'm first. That I will grant that. Mm, that's his reason for thinking. That uh, you're P.S. Worthy of it. Daniel, a buddy and I went to your most recent. AVL, would that be Asheville? Asheville. Asheville show. I was like, Atlanta Valley Lake? Uh, 
AVL show in that CBD shop with no bathroom. Holy shit, brother. It was so good. Bad. Huh? Go on. Just keep reading. Holy shit, brother. It was so good. Bad. Oh, I see. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to do with you right now. You're, you I'm know so proud of myself in like sort of a third you know grade what? kind Someday of Someday we're going to get a chalkboard up here and your name just got written on it for that. And you can have one too. Is that real? Well, it will be. If future when is what? It's already happened. Is that true? Flat circle, bro. Let's <laughs> give a face. She did a face callback that no one will ever see. <laughs> Not even the crew. You didn't even see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daniel, hold it. I, it was so good. I quite literally pooped my pants a little. PPS, I cast my vote in the it's totally reasonable to fart around someone. Around your spouse. Around camp. your spouse camp. I totally I cast my vote that it's totally reasonable to fart around your spouse camp. Interesting. A lot of closing out with a lot of closing out with a lot of poop stuff too. Well. Do you want to see this rock? Yes. Little, uh, somebody found a way to repurpose the bag for the sunglasses they lost. Yep. This, I'm going to tell you on weight alone, excellent skipping rock. Oh. Look at that. Smooth. I bet I could get at least a fiver out of that. 50 throws, huh? You can skip a rock. Is it gorgeous? You can skip a rock. 90% of the population can skip a rock. I would agree. That's why my next question is, you can skip around. Let me finish. Yes. Yeah. I fall on the 10%. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? I can skip a rock, but I got to say, what's your most? It's not as fun anymore. I don't know. Really? It's, I don't care I about just, it. I, just, I did it every day for uh, like a week. Do like, you want to know what happens to recently. me? I pick up the rock. I skip it. It goes out there to live its new life in the middle of the lake or wherever the fuck. Brag. And all I think about is that poor rock was probably living with its family here. What is this uh, everything all all at once feeling? You're it's having? me trying to pitch to Pixar via the podcast. <laughs> well, then you know what you got to do: pick up the rest of that family and get them out there. Get the out Go find him. <laughs> but someone's on a kayak, brother. Dude. Right, right. And then go under family. Somebody we find annoying would go him. <laughs> well okay all right sorry 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 to me the gender of that rock was, did you touch that was rock? A him yeah um this is a great uh this is a great letter because i i, I don't know how you are um with, with homesick well oh. with just with homesickness i, I get it i, I get, get it, it a I get lot it. i get it a lot <laughs> i get it a lot even on very short trips which is interesting because I, I there's a lot of times I'm home and I cannot wait to get back out on the road. That's why we get to and I love, love it. But then I get back out on the road and then I'm like, I want to go back home. And I it's because I feel guilt that my wife is kind of having to lead the charge solo sure. at home with mm -hmm. a dog that has needs and a daughter that has needs and a home that has like needs. its own structural needs for mm -hmm. things we have to fix and get set up and stuff like that and clean and whatever. Um, and then there's a, a part of me that shifts into gratitude that we do have to make money. Unfortunately, I have a job, as we both do, that does make money that is actually fun we love doing to it. do yeah. and it is an expression of myself 
And so there's a gratification in it, despite the fact that sometimes there's a really great paycheck, sometimes there's an okay paycheck, sometimes there's not a paycheck at all. I have a lot of gratitude for the fact that I don't really have anything to complain about. I can't be like, oh, my nine to five. It's like, yes, we go to the airport. But like, even as much as I don't really like driving to LX or going to the airport or boarding a plane, I don't really mind flying. I watch a movie. I, I chill. Out. I, I look forward to it. I kind of, I, there, it, I have to say, I do, as my own personality, enjoy solitude. I really do enjoy it um, to an extent. But then I want to be with my pack. You know, which is my wife and daughter and dog. Well, that's and I what I want to be with you. Specifically, so I do get homesick. When you get homesick, yeah, is are you missing L.A.? Are you missing your home, your bed, your family? Like, could they be in a different city, and you would that like it's not? I think we could be in a different city. I think, it's, it's for them. instance, it's, we've it's talked about two, moving, and we're moving towards making that decision and making that change. Mm-hmm. And I know what comes with that will not be the homesickness of our old house. I think I do have nostalgia for memories and the fact that this house is where my daughter has lived most of her life mm-hmm. and that a lot of our lives have happened in this house. But when I'm with their company, a lot of that diminishes. And I go, so if oh, they well, were with here. you, do you think you'd get homesick? If, if they, they were, were on the with... road with me yeah. and the dog? I don't know. I think I'd miss uh, – I think what I would get homesick of is my uh, rhythm. Yeah. You know, even just being in Atlanta shooting that movie, my rhythm was gone. You know, I wasn't now going I, like I, I I my food became way unhealthy. Um my my phys- everything became d- interestingly difficult because here I am and I'm living out of an apartment that's rented or this hotel and here's this rental car which I didn't necessarily love driving around. Gr- granted I had lucky to have a rental car. Sure. Um Loved being in Atlanta, but because my family wasn't there, because my schedule kept changing with the shoot, I never got into a rhythm of, oh, I wake up, I go get breakfast, I do this. Like The mm-hmm. only thing I had a rhythm of was the places I would go get a coffee and then meeting up with Leanne Morgan, who's also in the movie and will be on this show at some point, and us going like for breakfast or a walk or just hanging out or for dinner. Like, But there wasn't like a rhythm I could rely on. And sometimes that rhythm is mundane at home. And mm-hmm. you're just like, ah, here I am. And then we have dinner at this time. And then we read a book or we play a game. And then she goes to bed. And then we all go to bed. Like, And you just kind of go, ah, is, is there anything different in my life? There is something great about that. And Did I you... think I get tired of that. And that's when I want to go on the road. And then I'm like, oh, I miss my rhythm of this. And I want to come back. No judgment, genuine. Was Judge the me. painting that you did in Atlanta help? help with any of that a lot of the painting helps help. all the time really all the time because it gets with, me did out it help with the, some of the homesickness of course of like oh yeah, yeah. i'm doing yes. the thing i do when i'm at home or just when it gives you an, an a, objective for instance uh and i thought about this if this was my movie that i was either the lead of or i had written or somehow was maybe directing um probably would have gone I mean, a different way in your i think casting. i would have had a different experience in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. it, it would have been horrible um, I would have had a different experience because I would have been doing one big two-month-long painting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that distracts you because you're trying to get it right as opposed to, hey, I'm in someone else's thing, doing some things here and there in in it. Oh, I think if you had written or directed it when you got done, you would I mean, you I th- would have to shut it down for like a month. Yeah. Just to think, I mean, it's just that constant yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed by Nick Stoller and how he operates um, and, and and all the all the success he's had. But it's interesting to see how someone works 
And he keeps it pretty like you don't see an anxiety or stress sure. about but it. But he like is making he could a thousand be underneath. A day. He, he could be. Well, but you kind of can't see it. The nature of the job. <laughs> you it's amazing. can't see it. It's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, the painting definitely helped me stay focused going, oh, I'm going to try to make paintings. And I made a bunch that I really like. And then I was like, going to do a show. But then the time was whittling down. And I go, oh, I actually have to get rid of these. I got to sell them or figure out who to give them to or figure out how to ship them back home. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I got in a position where all of them but one is still in Atlanta, and I'm going to try to sell it when I perform there. It's going to be at my merch table. That's cool. <laughs> this, it's like a high-priced painting. It's going to be $700,000. And it'll be at the merch table next to my $20 T-shirts. I think 20 bucks. Who knows what the T-shirts will be. Um, anyways, now I'm babbling on about things that aren't even related to homesickness. But what about you? How do you get? I miss L.A. Yeah. I miss L.A. I also miss my home. I miss friendships of... of seeing people and home like, is in Rochelle or your home where you live here in LA I'm at my home here in LA I miss it I met you you on something I wasn't even so much acknowledging miss routine yeah like my routine so much yeah yeah which is weird because any given day can be different from the one before but it when we're here it feels yeah like a routine yeah we don't have a routine that like people we grew up with have where it's like oh I know what I'm doing yeah, every day. I think I've commented like, on this show before. Know that they're like, I get up at this time and I am always walking out of my house by eight thirteen, which gets me to the office exactly at eight forty five. Yeah, and I am sitting at my desk at nine. We we can don't I, have that. Can I say something? I I can't tell you if I would actually prefer that. I know on paper, and even when you say it out loud, there's some comfort, go, There's comfort to structure, exactly. And but, I wonder if what we do has such little structure that it actually creates a higher amount of anxiety. For instance, there's something exciting about this, but there's also something that's very stressful about this. But you and I do not know how much money we're going to make in August. Right. And the only thing that can maybe guarantee you to know the the minimum amount you'll make right. is what you booked for August back in April. Yeah you know yes. give or take right. a little yes. bit as you go you know but yeah. it, but you know what i mean and so you, we go into it going i'm not worried but i'm also worried <laughs> does that make sense yeah. i know it does to you but it, for anyone that that doesn't make sense to it there's something exciting about going i don't know how or what or where i'm going to make my money uh but i have faith that i will and that excites me and also the level of commitment, going back to the paintings, yeah, the yeah. level of work and work ethic and focus that I put into something can contribute to me making a certain amount of money. I want to ask you an off-topic In question. a minimal way. And by minimal, I mean covering your mortgage, your rent, yes, your right, groceries, right, your bills, right. your, all, your, your miscellaneous right. of like, oh, I want to go out and have a drink. I want to go have fun. I want to go to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick off-topic question, if we can do it, because yep. I want to finish my side of this. Yep. But I wonder if we are just as much as we could on some level, but I don't think for very long, relax into that structure of like, I got to be up at eight. I'll be at work by nine. I'll be home at five. We'll do that. I know I'm off these days because I picked these for my vacation. That, that there's something about us that almost thrives in that chaos. And the thing I'm going to ask yeah. you, do you subscribe to the possibility that that was part of the thing about Tiger, 
that all the shit he was doing in his life, kind of the constant chaos of it, made him a better golfer. There's people who think this. And then when he like dialed everything down and got his personal life very basic and under control, seemingly, he... I guess that doesn't account for injuries, but I, I and, and I, I don't think Tiger's Age. a great example. Yeah, Age, but I think there's, yeah. I, I think that there may be an idea to the thought. Maybe remove the Tiger example that certain people, the more chaotic it is, the better they do with that constant juice yeah. of like, yeah. Now I got a thing, and I have to do this, and I'm, this is over here, and that's over there. I mean, there's a little bit of that. You know, I, I I think you have to enjoy a little bit of that if that is the structure of your life, and yeah. ours is like that. Yeah. You know. Like I said, there's something that's stressful about August, but then there's also something exciting about it. And then, so, you know, yeah. randomly, you know, Grant, I'm on a tour now. So I don't so so the good thing is I can kind of know roughly minus the overhead right. what I might be bringing in each mm-hmm. time I go on the road. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine and good. And you go, "Great, I'm making money. I have a job. I'm yeah. doing that." Um so there's for me right now there's less of that chaos. Yeah. But you know, make no mistake, when I get an email from my agent or a random person that says, are you around December, blah, 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 to maybe do it? Like, there's that little jolt of adrenaline and a little shot yep. of dopamine because you go, you go, oh, all right, if I Let's say yes to in. this, if I say yes to this, I know I've made at least that much right. in December. And it starts to, you know, and when, then, when, you, when you don't get paid every two weeks with a set amount of money, right. there's excitement in knowing you at least will make a minimum amount of money, and then know? you get to be homesick. Yeah, and and also there is a gratification in knowing the, of the how you make uh, your money, and I think that's why I also I often hypothesize, and we can move on quickly. But I often hypothesize if I suddenly was doing a nine to five, what that would be that I would enjoy. To me, that is a great uh, occupational uh, question. That you know, I think we maybe have some letters in uh, in our bin that relate to this in some way. But for me, I always like thinking, what is that job I would like having that is nine to five, that is the, your health insurance, it's this, it's this, you make this much a year and that's just how it goes. History teacher. Yeah. Would it be? Probably. Probably not for me because I am not into that at all. But <laughs> I do wonder what is that where I could get up every single day and go do it. Not that I'm going to answer radio. That, I don't know what it is. I've thought about that. I've thought, thought about radio. You could be really schedule. fun. It's a version of what we do now. It's yep. a version of. It's certainly a version of this. this. Yeah. Combined with what we do on stage. Yeah. It's the um, hybrid. The way I deal with it, really quickly, you know, I, I think I, I miss food a lot when I get homesickness. I miss my home. I do eventually miss my bed. I get anxiety. Yeah. A lot when I'm away. Of course you do. Uh, I think that's tied into the missing the routine and like. Am I up to date on things? Also, you're having to spend money that you maybe don't always spend at home mm-hmm. when you're getting breakfast, lunch, and right. dinner, or coffee, or a drink, or yeah. whatever. So I, I think for me to deal with that, those Tom Collins is that aren't? Is that I'm not at? great at it. What is, was your drink, Tom Collins? What are you talking about? What, what was your drink in Austin in the lobby? Oh, a, a whiskey. Sour. Whiskey. Sour. I was gonna say those up oh. those. Those aren't free. Those uh, those no. those lobby drinks. <laughs> no. Doing a bullet rye. <laughs> Sour, fresh egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that egg white. But I, I think, I think the one of the ways I deal with it is like focus on the end and do something today that makes me feel good. Yeah, which is try try to be like go for a run, and I'm not always that great at it. Letter Daniel, a uh, quick question. Write me back. Write us back. What coffee oh, about, shop was it? 
Yeah. Very curious. My and, guess. And camp stories. Camp stories? I want to know. I wanna, like, yeah. Get, t- write us back about why you when transitioned When Cindy broke to up it. with Deborah. Thank you. Yeah. And oh, no one knew they the were scoop. even dating. Good stuff, Daniel. I agree. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Scovel. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. And we're back! Ladies and gentlemen, uh, today is the 9th of August in the year 2023, and that means your two favorite cackling idiots are now 43 years young. Um, That's that's where we're at. I don't know that I would remember as much without... You saying it. Your age? I've spent most of this... <laughs> Is that what you meant? Yeah. I've spent most of this year saying my age wrong. Older. And I do that a lot, too. Which I honestly... And then it confused me, and I don't know why I do, I do that with my daughter. This is some, I'm about to say something you can never truly think the person means because you have to be the one saying it. Age has become so relevant to me. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked about it with the conversation I have with Kenny about windows of time where you choose your age. Yeah, I see it in family members and friends where I'm like, you're this old and 
really down here and you're that old and you're really up here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I, I, but I do, I'm not anti-birthday. Like let's go out for a great dinner. Let's do something fun. Yeah. So it's a kind of a weird, I just don't, Yeah. I never even think about it. I think like your director, Nick, did yeah. you ever think about how old he is ever? No. Right. It, no. What we do is like, are you great at this? You know, the only time I feel old, and I do mean this in a little tinge of jealousy, when someone is younger and really accomplishing things that either I wanted to do when I was younger or, <laughs> sure. or want to be doing now. And that jealousy is, and I have it in like mostly people in our field, like comics, actors, people who are like 21 and somehow have 80 billion listeners on their podcast. Yeah. Uh, not really so much in art because that it just doesn't feel like the same thing. But like in a and I can always use Bo Burnham as a great example. Sure. Now, granted, he's a, a just a genius, and, and, and there's no world of going. Well, I want to be doing what he's doing, but there is a world where I go. Why can't I finally? I'm 43 now. Why have I not buckled down yet to just fucking write a script and go fucking try to shoot it, try to find the money and shoot it? I know enough people. I could fucking make. I could make something that as a teenager i set out to do and now here i am i've 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 saddled myself into the position to do it and i just don't go uh fucking do it and when people do that at a younger age that is the only time i really go uh i'm 43 outside of like the physical ailments of really feeling my age mm -hmm. uh that's when i really feel it because deep down i do still feel very young yeah um but physically, I do feel 43. See, and I then I also feel I 43 and means. beyond. I don't know what that means to you. What? Feeling it? Yeah. Uh, I think I... Uh, no, but I, no, you don't... I'm not you have to say. No, I'm no, just I saying, answer it. I'm saying <laughs> I, I don't feel that way at all. I feel better now than I did 15 years ago. I, I think it's because maybe you're in good physical shape. You, you care about your health. I need to get back into that you're track. You're in good shape. You think that because you're I... You're correct. I, I, I think in a different... <laughs> A different. You <laughs> said that out loud. You said it because you think it, um, and that's why I'm a doctor. I <laughs> I think. Well, these numbers mean things. I'm not. I'm not healthy. I know that. I know that people you're go wild. I think. I think you're what you're, you're living with a witch, and she our, makes you feel unhealthy because she's wild. She's wild. Um, people's bodies are so different that mine. And I think it could be because I had such a highly active physical Dude, lifestyle. I know. For so long. And you'd eat nine Big Macs. My body does not accurately portray to you my genuine lack of physical health. Okay. I, does that make sense? Yes, yes. Like, yes, it does show you that I clearly don't lift weights. If I'm naked head to toe right now, you go, that guy doesn't lift weights. But you might not know that I don't jog just because my body right. does still help me out in terms of just sure. ballooning up. But I truly should be, I truly probably should be 250 pounds. <laughs> but I'm not. And I don't but know But you're why. not. And it's not because I'm healthy, though. It's because I just got fortunate. You're the first person I've ever met, I have think, this with, machine. with... With, I'm going to say this wrong, like m m mental, because it all is, but like your body dysmorphia is not, has nothing to do with the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, it's what they're looking at. Yours is, you're weird. I'm fortunate, but I know what I eat and I she don't She wants eat to healthy. say something to you. Yes. Yeah, because I understand what you're saying for, yeah. for anybody else. 
the way you live your life is an incredibly healthy life, but you're yeah, everyone we grew up with and but, who raised us. Yes, you are so healthy. But what your standard is, what your body requires to be considered like healthy and in like peak physical condition. American gladiators. You're not doing. Yeah. Or you're not there anymore. Yeah. But I, I don't so think I'm even slightly healthy. doing it. I mean, a lot of fried foods, very little greens, a lot of booze. Right. And then no jogging, right. no walking, no push-ups or sit-ups. Do you want to go to the gym? Did with you me? see what I'm trying to say? <laughs> when someone goes, "You're I healthy," I'm trying to go, "I'm not," because I think some people go, "Oh, well, I'm basing it all on a physical appearance," and I'm trying to. No, say, I don't think you are. Well, no, I'm. What I'm trying. You're talking about your health, how you feel. But when you say, "Roy, you're healthy," I think you're basing it on a physical appearance. Because I'm basing fact- it on Rochelle, Illinois. Right, I'm basing right, it on the, most of this country. The fact that you're not 250 pounds makes you healthy is what people feel. But for you, but what I'm trying to say is I think I am just lucky that I'm not 250. I don't think I'm doing any work to not be 250. I'm saying I happen to be my, my spiritual self happens to be encapsulated in a body that has good metabolism, despite the fact I'm doing nothing to promote it. (laughs) But it has it. If you were more disciplined, (laughs) I feel like I'm arguing with somebody who's rich that insists they're not wealthy. I don't know how to explain it, and I do. I do get. I what do you're feel saying. like we're kind of both right. Yes, we are. It also it's but your I, feeling. But I think I'm I, not here to tell you your feelings are wrong. How did we get into this? Oh, we're talking about our age. Age, yeah. Anyways, I haven't here's something I was gonna say. <laughs> Let me say this really quick. I yeah. met Bert Cody. I okay. met him. Do you remember Bert? Yeah. Bert needed help. His niece went on the internet. Can somebody go help fix Bert's yes, TV? Yes, yes. I know. I saw your picture. Has, yes, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met him. He was older than us in the mid '60s. Yep. 1965. He was older than we are. Yeah. You're, he would look at you being like, I just didn't do that when I was younger. He'd be like, are you fucking insane? He's crushing it at 102. So it's like, you are still that young. But here's the thing. And here's what I mean to say. I think, think about that. Here's what I, here's what, here was my point. Here's a third here more was of my his point. life than what we have Here now. was my point. You're saying the health thing Goddamn that you're here. saying... And like, this is what I mean to be getting at is that you're looking at my physical person. No, and but you're going, I, I'm and you're going, but I'm also listening. And you're going, but you're healthy because if you weren't healthy, right. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be of. I guess I'm moderate. You wouldn't be able to size. show up. I'm and not do, like thin, and do I'm not gassers. Big. You wouldn't be able to show up and just do gassers. Sure, I'm but, not saying at the end you weren't my like, lack holy of, shit. My lack of health leads to poor sleep, which leads to unhealthiness, back. which leads to poor dietary decisions, which leads to Sometimes. no physical physicality. But I'm just trying to How say, how much soda are you drinking? I don't drink soda. Oh, that's healthy. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not healthy. <laughs> I just mean as an overall, if I, at 43, my physical ailments, yeah. I don't think should be there. I think they're okay. self-inflicted because that's of fair. my lack of self-care. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I you, should be you, sleeping better. You were I right. I shouldn't be having coffee You were right that we're both right. And you are more right yeah. because you're speaking about you. Like if I looked like this. But you knew that I had Which to step outside between every episode we record because I needed to smoke two cigarettes. Are you still going, Rory, you're healthy? Or are you going, no, dude, those cigarettes are not helping. Exactly. But so you my don't thing, do that. But my thing isn't cigarettes. Right. My thing is something else. It's like fried food yeah, or it's yeah, like yeah. unhealthy food. Right. And you go, oh, if I guess if I, if, if I had to step out and go eat a fucking donut, which I gladly would do. <laughs> You would go, Roy, I don't know that that's healthy. And I would go, Daniel, look, you don't really see it hitting me, but it is hitting me. You just can't see it. It's like it's there. It's just it presents differently.
Yeah. Does any of this make yes, sense? Yes, it does. God, I feel like I'm making such a it good does. point, but then it at the does. same time I'm going, this makes no sense at it all. Does. It makes perfect sense. It does. At least I got one person on my team. <laughs> Plugs. Lisa. Yeah, right. <laughs> she says yes yep. to it. Plugs. Um, I'm thinking of getting them. Uh, they don't do that anymore. August I mean, they 9th. do, but that's not how you would August do it. August 9th. Um, I'm, I'm going to be out on the road again starting in yeah, later this month. Weeks. Yeah. San Francisco, Seattle. There's random dates. Go to RoyScoville.com. I have dates that are also, I think, two shows that are going to be happening here in Los Angeles. So if you want to see something in L.A., Go to my website. Dates are there. If you want to come out on the road and see me do my tour, please do. I would love it so very much. Daniel. You can go to danielvankirk.com. The last two Wednesdays of this month, uh, due to the uh, writer's strike and uh, the work we aren't doing, I said, fuck it, I'll fill some of this time. And you can go to danielvankirk.com and do like a game night, hang with me. I think we're watching a movie this month too, right? Mm -hmm. A little watch along like we used to do 47 meters down. Labyrinth. With Mandy. Oh, 47 meters. 47 meters down with Mandy Moore's. Yeah. And and, uh, everything else. I got dates coming up and stuff like that. You should be up to date on those if you want to be. Go to danielvankirk.com. Next month, I'll be at High Plains. Oh, 11-11 in Chicago. The Lincoln Lodge. Make a wish. Yeah, I hope your wish is that you're going to, you wish to join me for my special taping and album recording at the Lincoln Lodge on 11-11. If that link's not up by now, then you just put it in your calendar. Wait, one other thing. Oh, I don't know if we, I don't remember if we said this on the Patreon we did where we talked about the escape room. Yeah. But I wanted to uh, give one more time, give a congrats to Adam who won the contest from the Secrets Pod about who gets to join us for our escape room. So he listens to the Secrets and he did the correct stuff to win win uh, joining us for that. So shout out to him. Shout out. Okay. Shout out, dude. Let's, Let's go, go to this letter. Last one. You're not reading it? Of course I'm going to read it. Wait, do you not have one? Probably. You didn't go to your letter. I don't even know. Well, you're right. I just thought you had it. Oh, no, I have it. Ugh, dear Daniel and Rory, I hope this letter finds you well. I was born in hey, Canada. Stephen Wright come doing on. it. Stephen yeah. Wright's a guest on the show? Yeah. I, I was born in Canada. I think I can do a Stephen Wright. <laughs> you're listening to Cable. <laughs> super sounds of the 70s. Dear Daniel and Rory. Dear Daniel and Lori, I hope this letter finds you well. Decent. We're decent. I think we're decent. Yeah. It has found us decent. Yeah. We feel I was so born old. in Canada, but spent my formative years living in California. I have since returned to Canada, where I will spend the rest of my life. Wow. Okay. My septuagenarian father. Do you know what it means? No. Me either. Older. Just like older than 65. He's in his seventies. I was about to say sept means sept. seven. So I was right. Octogenarian. I was definitely right. Way older than sixty-five. Well, about f- at least five years at older. At least. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And his wife own a cozy cabin on a lake just ninety minutes outside of Toronto. Yes, we I will. sometimes will say cabin when referring to the dwelling, and my dad will quickly correct me, reminding me that it is a cottage. My dad grew up in a, in New York, where the preferred term is also cottage. Um, I'm surprised to hear an uh, Illinoisan, is that right? Illinoisan, yeah, I think so. Illinoisan say cabin. I would have thought that the northeastern parlance would have been preferred. There's a lot of bragging I, in this letter. You mean like just good yeah, yeah. grammar? Yes. <laughs> I don't like it none. Three three dollar words. Three a lot of three dollar words in here. 
I can only suppose that it is the frontier spirit of the Midwest that has led to the common usage of cabin to refer to a rural vacation home. I'm guessing that it is the Anglican heritage of the northeastern U.S. and Canada that gives us the cottage preference. I imagine that the most commonly used term, cottage, cabin, ranch, or chalet, is regional, much like one's use of pop, soda, or cola to refer to a soft drink. Where do you suppose the boundaries lie for each term? Sincerely, Sean. Pop, soda, or cola? Oh, pop. But I think we all say Coke, even when we mean any soda, right? No. No. I say Coke. Of course you do. Is that Southern? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you say Coke? Me? No. Well, I mean, I would say like a Dr. Pepper. I definitely would never say pop. You say what kind of Coke do you want? I would say soda. I would never say pop or cola. I say pop or soda. Yeah, I, I think soda. I would never say pop or cola. Pop well, is cola is Coca Cola. Cola is no. specifically Coke. no. Cola, cola is Coca Cola. Yeah. Well, cola is Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola. Uh, like, what is cola? Cola is the dark drink that is Coke or Pepsi. Cola is interesting. So cola isn't Dr a Pepper Cola. Yeah, Dr Pepper is not cola. Sprite's not cola. Why is Dr, Dr. Pepper Pepper's not cola? Not, no, it's a Brown. dark drink. No, it's its own thing. Cola is the drink, is Coke and Pepsi and like RC. RC. Why? That's the name of the drink. Uh, but, uh, oh, okay. So yeah. it doesn't mean something. It's not a brand. It's not a, it's not well, a, it's not an identifier. No, cola means the, the, it's not something an that's used in it or the process by which it's made, but I'm guessing more used in it that makes it cola. But Dr. Pepper would have cola. I right? would think so as well. But listen, I can over understand here. Sprite. Cola is a carbonated soft drink flavored with vanilla, cinnamon, citrus oils, and other flavorings. It became popular worldwide, blah, 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 because a pharmacist invented Coca-Cola because it was originally treat Mm -hmm. to treat shit. And that's why you get soda soda fountains in pharmacies. Mm -hmm. Did you know this? And your soda jerk. Yes. Also Wait, what's a soda jerk? The the, barista? The person who works there, yes. And then also your soda was Why did it have to be a jerk? I don't know, because you jerked the thing. Your soda... Where is this? Did you take one of those pills from that Bradley Cooper movie? Yeah, limited. Limitless? Just a little. Limited. (laughs) (laughs) God, it feels like you have a limited amount of knowledge, Um, but like high-end knowledge. Also, this is when soda, a pop... Why did this happen when Sean used all those three little words? You somehow... Became so smart. Should rise to the level of the writer. Not me. Me and Lissa keep it low. <laughs> <laughs> we go down. We um, go down, down. <laughs> this is also when cola and soda pop was on the s- only found on the same menu as dessert. Okay. Because you were essentially drinking your Sugar. candy. And you are. Yes. Still. So, so one kid would go, can I get a sundae? And the other kid would go, can I get a root beer? Yeah. And those, that's dessert. Yeah. And then around the well, probably 50s, 60s is when the soda industry was like, let's start saying we quench thirst. And so now what we live in is people with every meal drinking dessert three, four, five times during their meal. During their in meal. The morning. And like, think about throughout the day. Right. Are you yeah. a soda? What's your soda? If I do it. Yeah. But are you doing it with like liquor? You're doing a mixed drink as well. And when that's you apply so soda? rare now. Are you well. soda? If it's you a, still a soda? Yeah. What's your soda? I diet. Do, well, I don't, yeah, I do Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah. Diet Coke, probably the most popular amongst 30 and up, right? Yeah, I would when say did you switch so. to Diet Coke? 
I always did Diet Coke. Even as a kid? Yeah, I never I drank I always Coke. have, forever in my life, have hated the flavor of Diet Coke. Oh, I mean, see, and Diet Coke to me is, it's less syrupy. It's crisper tasting. But if you're having oh, a, I wonder if I'd like it now. A Windows Down Better Summer Day? It. A Windows Down Summer Day and you get a Coke from McDonald's? Yeah, uh, always. Come on. I mean, that's why Mexican Coke became so, like, incredible. One, it's in that old school bottle. Cane sugar. But also, the cane sugar... It was such a better, it was like the non-syrupy flavor. Because you were yeah. like, this is what it used to be. Which is right. true. When we were kids, you have a nostalgia for another country's current product. <laughs> the only... <laughs> because that's what we used to have. I, I've gone down so much in terms of Jack and Cokes and um, Cabin Supremes. Yeah. Um, that the only one now is a is like a rogue root beer. Yeah. And I would say maybe... Root beer float? Once a month. Would you do a float? I'd do a float right now with you. Let me you ask do, you a question. When was the last time you had a root beer? I think it was within the year because I think I had a root beer float. Nice. But I, what is like, that, what A&W. Is that like? Oh, dude. We don't, she doesn't do any soda, but she has had like, we'll sometimes do like fun, you know, like the Italian soda you can get at like Trader Joe's. Because sometimes we'll uh, like I'll make like a cocktail at home one. and she'll be like I want a fancy drink and so we'll make her like that on, That's fun. on the yeah. rocks you know yeah um, but we try to water it down a little bit but we have really been adamant about like you're not drinking coke and all these things I mean truly it's it, soda is one of the worst things you can put it's, in your body it's because of the sugar yes. Tr- truly sugar in any form I think is really and not even- meant for our bodies. guys just know that my dart is hitting the board when I say this. But I've read it multiple but like times. In, within the circle, yeah. but not the number you might be aiming right. for. 20? Um, Go for 20. That like 1890 or maybe 1912, right? Well, guys, I'm around. Those are the same year to me. The um, Honestly, anything from 1920 oh, back. different. You could tell me that was Jesus. Watch the Nick, bro. You could tell me that was Jesus. I'm like, fine. You know what it is? Because he's always right here. Yeah. And here. Left breast. <laughs> Um, the average American consumed like <laughs> six pounds of sugar a year. Good God. Do you know what the average American 20. consumes now? Oh, I bet it's bad. 40, pounds, guess? 40 pounds a year. Is it? I, more. I bet it's like 60. 116 pounds <gasps> of sugar a year. <gasps> Your average person. Mm-hmm. And, even and guys, the- I'm on the dartboard before you actually right I'll, i bet you I'll are on the dartboard i will go with that you are on the dartboard like if someone no i know i am any, i know i read it from a any medical number study. that someone were to come back with it's still bad it might even be up because i'm pretty sure <laughs> mine, say, mine is from like 2015 or 2012 if someone goes oh 140 the, you go awful listen. if someone goes 100 you're awful. uh more than 100 pounds of sugar yeah. it says per year who's the chef jamie uh oliver yeah mm-hmm did you ever see his TED Talk where he came out with the wheelbarrow with sugar, dumps it onto the stage, and I mean, it is a wheelbarrow full of sugar, mm-hmm. and he looks at the audience and he goes, this is how much sugar your child takes in a year. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like gasp, and he goes, in their school milk. Right. And, and then you go, oh my God, I thought it was bad just <laughs> in a year. And then you go, oh, that's just the milk. That's just milk that just has for that fun. much sugar. Just for fun. Any pen pal. You don't have to care. Like if you want to, you keep living your life. I just want you to be. I just don't want you to leave earlier than you should. This. This. Uh, oh, you think people are walking out existence. of this? No, are playing our life. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't want them to leave. And they do adore, but then I don't want stop. them to leave this known plane that we're on. Yeah, earlier than they should. Um, 
just for fun, next time you're in the store, go, go see if you can buy bacon without sugar. Yeah. I'm bacon. A, just meat. It's meat in everything. Without sugar. It's in everything. And it's in everything, just so we're clear. And this isn't a conspiracy. It's in everything. If you compare our country and what the FDA allows in our foods in this country, as opposed to what other countries, mm-hmm. like for instance, somebody goes, I had an Oreo from Thailand and it was awful. And it's like, that's because it's not, it doesn't have as much sugar in it that you're used to. And other countries won't allow those same products, same companies, but the products are different in these places. And it isn't a conspiracy theory. It is because the industry of health in this country is a business. It is not a platform to create health. And it isn't about helping people. And, and, and I'm not saying this is true of every doctor and nurse and anyone who under the sun who lives in that world or who works in that field. But the overall industry itself is not meant to make you healthy and better because if it did and everyone was that, that industry that is a trillion dollars would disappear. Sure. Yeah. It is in the business of cancer. Cancer, in many cases, it's not like there are there are untreatable cancers. There are tragedies around cancer. Cancer is also certain types are a business. Ones that we probably can cure and be done with, right. we don't. Do you know because what, if you do, there's no money to be made from people in it. Do you know what B.D. Wong taught me on an episode of Law & Order? No. That there is a drug that helps people get off meth, but because it was like open source given, you can't get it in the United States because no pharmaceutical companies can make money off of it. Yes, exactly. So it is so effective for helping people with withdrawals and getting off, that in other countries you can you get it. They give it to yes. you. But other, you can't get it here because America, and all of us, I mean it, have said, can't make money on that. We don't want yes. it. Many, 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 many other countries' sole purpose is to strengthen their country as much as they can by helping all of their citizens as much Ours as they can. Ours is to mine them. Education, health, mm-hmm. Uh, occupation. And this is once not, you, this once is you're not the right out things we lo- don't love about it here, but this is a bad thing. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, maze, right? If you will, yeah. Uh, their goal is to make sure. Oh, our country is stronger if our citizens are healthier and smarter. Our country does not see itself that way. Our, our country, country is stronger if citizens buy things. If the citizens are smarter, healthier, and uh, wiser, they won't be dumb consumers. Right. And if they're if they're dumb consumers, then so many of the people who truly make a lot of the decisions, and we now know they are on the Supreme Court, they can <laughs> make money. If we are all smart, then we don't. Then then we we can't be. Which is so funny because one can't of be them got and this there is not, by things being paid for. Exactly, and this is not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. This is just simply the fact of how things work. Uh, which leads me to my next question. Cabin, Cabin or cottage? cottage. <laughs> um, I go cottage, folks. It's not called really? cabin cheese. Well, <laughs> oh, I bet there, I bet there is. <laughs> I don't like that. It sounds like you're trying to like start it. a car. <laughs> it sounds like I'm trying to start a car, but also just breathe. Yeah, just not well, die. You know what? You are unhealthy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, you have pre pre emphysema. Pre-pre. Yeah. Okay. Regionally, Pre-pre. ranch is everything, not everything, most west west of the Mississippi ranch. 
You're Texas up to Montana, California. We're going out to the ranch. I want to. I don't know anybody in Illinois that's like. I know a ranch house, but like, yeah, we were at the ranch. Forget those cabbage and cod. I want to stick only to those. Well, that was the thing. I know, but we're going to go with what what is so relevant to to you and 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 somewhat I. This is not a cop out because I will answer. But I'm, damn it! If this whole time you have been calling the cabin a cottage, let's say that's just what you called it your whole life, your whole family. No. Let's say your whole family called it that. No. I would also just refer to it as cottage because you would have told me it's this is a cottage. It's a personal choice. What do you guys call your spot? Ultimately, ultimately, but you're going to go. You're going to go with what it is picked at, but. Make no mistake, both of those terms are very cozy, and I'd gladly go to either one. But throw, you throw if, a chalet in there? Oh, okay, let's go to a chalet. But if I walked, <laughs> if I stood with you in the driveway again, and, and you I never said, will. All right, before we go in, just looking at it, or maybe I let you look at it. If we walk in, I don't say anything. You look around. I go, is this a cabin or a cottage? And I don't tell you what we call it. What What would you say? I would call it a. Uh, what would you have called it? I would call it an incredible bonfire fire because it needs to burn to the ground, like to bullshit to the ground. Um, well, some people go are these, they, if there's no logs, if it's not log walls, I don't walls, know what it is. Not a I don't know what distinguishes either. That's why I mean to say, if we stood there and you go, Rory, my whole family, my whole life has called this a cottage, and it is a cottage. cottage. I would go, great, let's go to the cottage. I don't see it that way. When you say cabin, I've been there. It's a cabin. I registered as a cabin. You would call it a cabin. But if you would have said cottage and then we got sure. there, I wouldn't have gone, Daniel, this is a cabin. <laughs> Do you know of what I mean? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would just been like, oh, yeah, that's just but what it is. But depending on where you're from, you might have gone, oh, you guys call it a cabin, huh? To me, cottage is very, and I agree Hansel with the region. and Gretel. It's very, it's that. It's very northeastern kind of like the hoity-toity more feel, despite the fact that I don't think it has to be. Some reason I think on, there's also some reason a it's on a hill to me. Cottage is like, hey, we're in a Disney movie and we don't have a lot of money. Hey, we live in New York and we are loaded. Like, why can both be cottage? Yeah, is anybody on know. Martha's Vineyard being like, love this cottage? Exactly. It's no. <laughs> but they aren't saying cabin either. Yeah. It's a place. I don't know. Our place in in Martha's Vineyard. It is. I really do think it's just what you decide to call it. I think so, yeah. So my friend Blake, we would go to Blake's cabin on Whidbey Island. Mm -hmm. It was a a house on a lake. So so that's the next thing. It's a lake house. Lake house, which my friend Becca has a lake house. Yes. Um, Shout out Becca. Shout out Becca. Shout out Blake. We would go to Blake's cabin. Blake house. And it was always called... It was always called a cabin, (laughs) and there's nothing about it that's a cabin, nothing at all. Okay, here's what makes me so mad is that Blake's entire life he didn't call it Welcome to the Blake House. Instead, he stuck with cabin. We're going up to the Blake House. (laughs) Wait, but you're seriously saying it is a cabin? Well, it's a cabin because Blake's family called called it it a cabin. cabin. Despite the fact that it is a Blake House. So Alex Alex had what I would call in Leavenworth a cabin. It was made of, it had like logs Uh, and it it was all very woody. It was right on the river. Yeah. And we called it a cabin, but it was like, or did we call it a cabin? Because it was big. It was big. If it's a regular house, like for instance, that is not a regular house, your cabin. Right. It's not a regular house. No. If it's a regular house, then it's a lake house. If you moved there? Or it's a house in the woods. If you moved there, you'd be like, we got to fix this place up. Yeah. That's how you know it's not a regular house. Yeah. So one of my best friends has a place on Fox Lake. 
He does not call it a lake house, even though that would be the closest term I would give it. He doesn't call it a cabin, doesn't call it a cottage. Sometimes you'll see people like, they'll call something a shack, which yeah. to me is like, too much wind, we're losing this place, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he always says, uh, going up to Fox Lake, I was at Fox Lake all weekend, uh, so-and-so and my mom are going to Fox Lake because I don't think he's landed up because it is not a cabin. Yeah. It is not a cottage. Yeah. The only a thing nottage. he could call it is a lake house because it's on the lake, but he just hasn't. So it, it doesn't get a... See, it gets nothing. And then Jordan Dix invited us to her family's cap. She said, do you want to come to our cabin in Suncadia? So we were like, sure, let's go to your cabin. And it was a mansion. Right. It was <laughs> that is when of I'm, dollars. That's, that's how when I'm insulted. I yelled at her about it. I yeah. said, you're not allowed to call it that anymore. Like, this is your second But what home. do you think yeah. that was any sort of, like, wealth home. shame? Vacation that she, home. That she had? She had wealth shame. So she was like... I don't want to say. Let's downplay it until you see the fireplace in everyone's room. Wait, was it like, on the lake? No. Here's the thing. I and I we get, have lake access. I know I there's wealth shame, a, but a that is house. always so insane when you go. Hey, this isn't a cabin. Like, why not be like, oh my god, it's dope. It's a huge house. Right. Like, why not just say what it is? Because when we get there, we're all gonna say what's going on. <laughs> right. Why not? Why not get an, out in front of that storm? What tip right. does go, hey, the house is majorly big. So if you're looking for cabin experience, this isn't that. There's a bowling alley downstairs. Like there, that. She had a movie theater. What yes. tipped us off was she goes, on our way there, she goes, You have okay. a movie theater? It's more like dollar theater. These are out of theater movie theater. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it was winter, and she goes, okay, we're going to turn the driveway on, and it'll be right. We're going to turn the driveway yeah, on. Yeah, and it was heated, and it melted uh, all the snow. Normally, Can I just you turn say, on a driveway. That's true. Can I just tell you something? Daniel barely has a driveway. You're right. It's improvised. It is. <laughs> it is. That's why I normally say we've got a little shack of a cabin. Because I don't want you're people right. getting their hopes up. That's it. You can go cabin. You could also say shack. No, so but it, we are not. A but shack here's the thing: because it's but too here's nice what's funny. For a shack. If you say shack, someone thinks you're wealth shaming yourself. Yes, like, this isn't a shack. Well, I can't it's say a cabin. that. But I don't want people to think big, gorgeous cabin either. So I go. Shack, we, got, we got a great little shack of a cabin. Shack, cabin, cottage, lake house. Who's your friend? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's house. Jordan's house. Blake house. Blake house. Blake Blake house is right between he, Lake he House and Jordan. Him, yeah. 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 I think that's right. Yeah. Shack, cabin, cottage. Although there are some cabins that are cabins. What if it's a crazy big place that is built out of like lumber and it's like, oh, then you a have cabin. to say we have a gorgeous log cabin home. When do you say lodge? log cabin? When home. do you say lodge? Lodge to me would have to be Art Deco style. It has to be. It's. I'm talking a, like an A-frame, but built into a sure. Larger. But that, but that is what is encroaches on a cabin because that lodge. We're going up to the lodge. But doesn't lodge, lodge also is not near body of water? A lodge to me would be deep in the woods, more skiing. That kind yes. of like a public, like a chalet. More public to me though. Yeah, I know what you mean. A what? But I don't. I wouldn't think of a lodge as being like a personal I don't know that it dwelling. Has to be. Does it not? I no, think it can be both. Lodge. I think we come up to my family. family. I think it can a, be both. We got a little lodge. Okay. You should come. You're up thinking of VFW Lodge. Yeah. Yeah. That makes you think that. And yeah. you're right. All right, let's get let's get going here, Sean. I mean, what the fuck, Sean? What is this fucking I get mad. Sean, what the, why is Daniel's name first? Let's start there. Enjoy Canada. Uh let us know where and uh tell your septuagenarian father that uh he's both right and wrong. 
And to start listening to the show. And to start listening to the show. Whatever it takes, grow the show, even if he hates us. Just I wonder tell what our him oldest to to letter it. writer has ever been. Yeah, I would like to know that too. So if you think you're the oldest, submit uh, to our contest. It's a $100 entry fee, <laughs> and you will get one of these bracelets. You're gonna, well, that's going to probably make us at least 200 bucks. That just made us $200, and hopefully a lot of my, if it's 100 what did I say the entry fee was? $1,000? Whatever it is. Just send money. Just send us money, okay? Uh, except a Jagerian father. Sean, we wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Scovel. And Daniel Van Kirk. Pen Pals is produced by Lissa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of The Winter Sounds. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash pen pals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week, and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming Pen Pals news but the easiest way to support the show is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots hashtag grow the show Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.